Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is week three on October 13th. And as always, I'm Isaac. And I'm Ram. And we've got a lot of interesting stories for you guys today, so we're just going to jump right on into it. Ram, uh, can you tell us anything about a PhD, some or other? Oh yeah, so the university is actually planning on capping the number of PhD students in the Humanities, Social Services Administration, Social Sciences Division, and Divinity School. The measures are intended to reduce attrition, reduce the time to a degree, and increase emphasis on teaching. So has the university done anything, you know, like increase stipends for students? Yeah, so the university has actually increased the stipend level given to graduate students from $30,000 to $31,000, but Graduate Students United is still expressing discontent towards the fact that the changes to the graduate program funding structure occurred with minimal student input. Well, speaking of money, Emmanuel Pratt, a lecturer in the Environmental and Urban Studies program in the college, was named a MacArthur Fellow in September. He will receive a $625,000 grant over the next five years, according to an announcement by the MacArthur Foundation. Pratt is one of 26 fellows who were named this year, and is among a cohort that includes scientists, activists, artists, and historians. The stipend will be distributed in quarterly installments with no strings attached, according to the MacArthur Foundation's website. So what's the foundation all about? Well, it was founded in 1981, and the program is intended to help fellows pursue their personal or professional goals without any oversight from the MacArthur Foundation. And these fellows are selected based on three criteria. Their creativity, their potential to produce future creative work, and having an established record of significant accomplishments. 20 to 30 fellows are named every year. And since Pratt is an urban designer and is also the co-founder and executive director of the Sweetwater Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that uses agriculture, art, and education to revitalize communities on Chicago's south side, and because he served as an interpreter in residence for the Smart Museum of Art last year, he is a prime candidate for receiving the grant. One other big story that we have related to on-campus news has to do with classroom overflow. So if any of you guys have friends who are taking organic chemistry... I am one of them. I mean, I'm in that class. Like, this is very pertinent to me. I am in that orgo class. Yeah, you would know For that... For now. <laughs> For now. You would know that the Department of Chemistry is only offering one section of organic chemistry this year. And that section contains over 300 students. And because no lecture hall can fit this many students, some students will have to actually watch a video stream of the lecture in a classroom. And many students are frustrated at the usage of a, vi of a video stream, but the college explains that it's a one-time accommodation and that the introduction of an honors OCHEM section for the next two quarters should free up more classroom space. So well, you I mean, you would think somewhere in the tuition that we're paying they could get two lecture sections, but, you know... Whatever, I guess. It's not ideal. Did you have to watch the video stream ever? I never have because I get to class, like, kind of early so I can get a C. Okay. But I get there at, like, 9... The class is at 9.30, and I get there at, like, 9.15, and I'm already in the back of the lecture hall because I, along with 300 of my other best friends, have the same idea. <laughs> um, and so I've never had to be in the the live stream room, but I watch it get recorded every day, and I think to myself, this is dumb yeah. like why like i don't know it just seems impractical yeah but no, yeah, that's whatever i'm not making the decisions i'm not pushing the paper so yeah but uh, it's not just with ochem uh, the average class sizes for introductory sequences continue to grow as the undergraduate student body size continues to grow 
Finally, um, this past weekend was homecoming. Congratulations to the Chicago football team for defeating Knox College by a score of 37-6. to And I know a lot of students and faculty members took part in the homecoming block party that was on Saturday. There was a lot of fun stuff to do, like face painting, getting free food, uh, free drinks. There was a live band, live music, and also the football game right after. Um, but my house, Halperin, won the banner painting competition, so shout out Halperin. Uh, we did a really great job and, you know, built some house culture. Also, we got third place in tug of war, so you could also have done that thanks to Inner House Council. Nice. <laughs> do you, did you do you know anyone that that, uh, that took part? Coulter Coulter did do the house banner competition, uh, which was fun. But we did not do the tug of war, because mostly because nobody really wanted to. And that's fair. To do it. it was really cold <laughs> yesterday. I did the tug of war partially because I thought it'd be fun, and partially because someone was like, "Yo, we need people." And I was <laughs> like, "Okay, sure. I'm gonna go to the football game anyways. Yeah, Why not?" Yeah. And so yeah, got some funnel cake, fries. LaCroix. Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah. Fun week. <laughs> but it's over now, so we have to wait until Yeah, yeah, it's over. Now get back to school. <laughs> Do your work. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we don't have much to cover this week. Pretty, pretty mellow week. Music for the Weekly is produced by Aaron Senden, Andrew Dietz, and Kenny Talbot LaVega. And thank you to the entire Logan Cage staff for the audio recording space. And as always, I'm Isaac. I'm Ron. And we will see you next week.